Hey, it's our favorite day, Mailbag Monday, and you asked, can Suarez, Detmers, and Sandoval be trusted next year? Will Don Mattingly actually come to the Angels because he's leaving the Marlins? And what does the offseason look like for this podcast, for John and I? All that and more will be answered. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. And you can give us a rate and a review. It helps others to find the podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can subscribe and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Happy Monday to you, and thank you for tuning in to Locked On Angels, where it's your team Every single day, you've got the Frisch Brothers, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Mike, we had ourselves quite a weekend for the Halos in Minnesota against the Twins. It was great to get some wins and take the series two games to one, which was great to see. But uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday... A good three-game matchup. Friday, it all started with a little bit of rain and a lot of bit of Otani on the mound. Talk about that one. Yeah, he went five innings, three hits, two runs. The thing that he struggled with is the thing that he struggled with in the past that he kind of cleaned up, but I wonder if the weather affected him. Oh, that definitely. That six walks, yes. that's, that, that was hard, right? And, come on, that umpire was squeezing him. There was a couple <laughs> of times where he was like, what? But then when he got his, his 200th strikeout, that was actually a ball. <laughs> that was not a strikeout, but maybe it was a, a do-over Poetic. or a makeup. But he had seven Ks, so that was great. And 14th win, Johnny, for Shohei Otani. That's Get right. this. He has the most wins for an Angel starter since Garrett Richards won 15 games in 2015. It's been... Hey, the last time we were good. 15 years. <laughs> or maybe seven years, but it, it's been a long time since feels the like Angels 15. have... Yeah, since the Angels have had a really good, good starter who's won that many games. And get this, Otani is the first Angel to record 200 strikeouts in a season since Jared Weaver... since 2010 it's been 12 years since that has happened and so i think we all can go yeah we've we felt that we we (laughs) we've experienced that and shohei becomes the first player ever to have 200 strikeouts as a pitcher and hit eight plus home runs as a batter in a major league season i I was watching the only one first the only one john the only one shohei has done something that nobody else in the history of Major League Baseball has ever done. Right. And he did something else again. Right. Just him. Right. By himself. Yeah. Only Shohei. <laughs> that sounds like an MVP to me. <laughs> I was watching Twitter, John, and it was driving me nuts. Somebody tweeted when they showed that stat, somebody tweeted and said, well, those other guys didn't actually hit when they weren't uh, pitching. And so that's really an unfair stat. It was like, that's the point. Get stupid. Out of here. <laughs> that's the point. Go back to school. <laughs> Speaking of hitting really well, Taylor Ward decides that he's actually healthy and he's going to look like the Taylor Ward of April and May. He hits two home runs in this game. He listens to Locked on Angels. <laughs> well, he who doesn't, right? And Johnny, <laughs> let's talk about Aaron Loop. Inherits the bases loaded, nobody out, and he gets out of it with a strikeout and a double play. That's the Aaron Loop that we've needed all year long, and so it was great to see Angels win that game on Friday 4-2, to two, Shohei gets his 14th. Really, really great game. Yeah, Aaron Loop doing things that would have been nice 
earlier in the season, but, uh, you know, such is life, I guess. Let's move on right. to Saturday. We're not where, <laughs> No, not at all. The Angels lost this one 8-4. to four. It was their 86th loss more than last year. If you would have told me that last yeah. year's team was going to be better than this year's team, I would have laughed. I would have taken that bet. And I... Uh, uh, yeah. I stand very corrected. Uh, yeah. Reed Detmers allowed five runs. Four of those were earned over four-plus innings pitched. Not his best outing. Of course, no. Mike Trout had an RBI single and a sack fly. Shohei Otani had a two-run single. So those those bats, Troutani, they just are unstoppable. But <laughs> while the game was still close, come on, have Mike Myers come in and replace Reed Detmers in the fifth. And wouldn't you know it, he gives up a three-run home run to Gary yep. Sanchez. Ugh, Gary Sanchez is not the guy that you want to be serving cookies up to. As a he's no. a catcher, but he can yes. hit home runs and he did that certainly i'm i'm over the mike myers experience it's time for him to go cut him loose i don't even have to wait till the end of the season just dfa now right (laughs) if the if the yankees can dfa miguel andujar right now then we can certainly dfa mike myers right now by the way the pittsburgh pirates picked up uh andujar by the way so there goes our our dream of of picking him up angels still breaking us breaking our hearts right Johnny, how, how did this work out? I got the two good games and you got the terrible game. I, I, I don't know how that worked out, but let's talk about <laughs> Sunday for a moment. We won 10 to 3 on yeah, Sunday huge. and there was an old an old friend alert, John. Dylan Bundy reminded us that this is why we let him go because <laughs> yeah. he didn't look good at all on Sunday and Trout actually hit him really hard. 37th home run in this game. He had two doubles in this game again I'm a broken record it's a shame that that guy had to retire and then Otani (laughs) had his 93rd RBI and so hopefully he can get to 100 and make it really really difficult on those Yankee fans who want Aaron Judge to win the MVP to try to find a reason or an excuse to shut down Shohei Otani because it's not gonna happen right (laughs) well guess what everybody in this game had a hit in the starting nine which was Mm -hmm. incredible to see even Michael Stefanik had a multi-hit game he looked really mm. good, and he was able well, to uh, to uh, <laughs> contribute there. Maybe you should be playing more. <laughs> <laughs> Luis Renjifo had two RBIs. Levon Soto had a nice RBI double. And, yep. man, he I think he went 5 for 10 in this weekend series. Had a boy. Guy's looking like a stud. Jose Suarez went 5 and 2 thirds. It got a little bit dicey for him at times, and it wasn't his most efficient outing. And you know what I noticed? That pacing, Mike. He's just so slow between pitches. Yeah, he really gets yeah. in his head, and you can see it. Now he was working on. Uh, he was working with a new slider, a new slider grip, and he actually got uh, plus four miles per hour on that grip. He uh, wow. re- reported after the game. So he went five and two thirds, six strikeouts, got his seventh win. He's now seven and eight on the year. Uh, which is great to see. You know, I wonder if that pitch clock is actually really going to help him. You mentioned that on the pod mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, but I wonder if that pitch clock is actually going to be the thing that helps Suarez move from kind of a mediocre middle of the rotation pitcher to a top of the line pitcher because <laughs> we've seen him pitch really well when he has a great pace. And yesterday's game, his pace was at times was great. And then there was other times where it was like, it, it's been like 20 minutes since you I threw know. your last pitch, bro. Seriously. You got to get out there. Right. And that's, and that's on Stassi. Stassi's got to be like, come on, let's go. Let's get this going. But he just didn't seem to get him going at all. When so. his, when his pacing and his timing isn't great, his uh, efficiency is not great either. Yeah. So the pitch yeah. count starts the climb really high for him. 
And I would say the same for even Patrick Sandoval, that, that he can find himself at times taking way too long between pitches, and yes. that's when you see the efficiency dip. These guys, they got to stay locked in and just keep yep. hitting the zone and hitting the zone, and we got to see that more from these I think starters. You meant locked on. Ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so all in all, a great weekend against Minnesota. I mentioned these are two teams that had very high hopes at the beginning of this season. In fact, Minnesota was in first place longer than we were yeah. in the win column in the AL West. Right. So Minnesota <laughs> right. has had kind of a, a worse fall from grace. I think you could say, um, I, one thing I did like was seeing Mike Trout at second base and, uh, his buddy, Carlos Correa and him having a good, having a good laugh together. Hmm. So, uh, you know, if good I were, if I were a, uh, uh, employable, a desirable candidate for another team. And my buddy worked on another team. I'd want to go work with my buddy, Mike. Yeah. Trout, on the, Why not? On the, on the angels. So full heel let's, turn. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm for the evil empire. Now. I love it. Coming up on locked on angels. Can Suarez Detmers and Sandoval be trusted next year. We're going to answer that question. But first, Locked On Angels is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for you and your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They are here to help you to find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network, those that you're connected with, and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over, get this, 810 million people. Add your job and then the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. That will help spread the word that you're hiring to your network and they can also help you find the right people to hire. And then there's simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So as you gear up for the fall, this is an opportunity for you to get your small business to fire on all the right cylinders. LinkedIn jobs is here to make it easy for you. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. And there are some terms and conditions that do apply. We want to thank you for making Locked on Angels your first listen of the day. And if you're interested, we have the end of the season 2022 roster grade survey happening. Johnny's right excited now. about this one. And uh, <laughs> man, Mike, we've already had 75 people fill out the awesome. survey, share their grades of the team, all the individual members of the team. And their comments, too. And there's some great their comments. Their comments are fun. I just want there's, to say those, those comments are great. <laughs> there's some comments that we can't share on the show. <laughs> yes. And that's yeah. okay. We feel your frustration. But uh, yep. please check the link in the episode description where you can jump into the quiz or the survey and take that. And then we will share the results of that once the regular season is over. Now, let's get into some voicemails. We've got four voicemails for this segment. Heck let's yeah. start with one right now. Hey, Mike. Hey, John. This is uh, Tyler, the mailman. I just saw the alert on my phone a couple of, couple minutes ago. Don Mattingly resigns from the Marlins. Was wondering, could he be a good fit in Anaheim? Who knows? It must have been a mutual decision uh, for both parties because Don Mattingly is a legacy player and figure within baseball. But 
I feel that a former player and a somewhat decent manager could perhaps fix the Angels' offensive woes heading into 2023. So I just thought I'd give a call and see what you guys thought about Don Mattingly potentially being a potential Angels manager next season. I like that he gave himself a nickname. Tyler the Mailman, thank you for your voicemail. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that. Unless I didn't hear that correctly, but I think he did say mailman. Uh, maybe he's a mailman. He's in maybe our mail he is bag. a mailman. <laughs> Does he know Newman? <laughs> I know. Newman. Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Uh, so, Mike, with Don Mattingly mutually parting ways, mutually, quote unquote, uh, with yeah. the Marlins. Uh, that brings up a good question if he's a potential fit for the Angels. Uh, before I ask for your thoughts, a couple of quick thoughts here. He had a winning record with the Dodgers as the Dodgers manager uh, before mm-hmm. he was asked to uh, depart and uh, quote-unquote yeah. again. And uh, then you have to consider that incredible, I know it was 60 games, but that incredible ability to get to the postseason in 2020 when all of their players got COVID and they brought in all these replacement guys. Right, and I remember somehow that. the Marlins managed to get into the playoffs, which was insane. And I did a little bit of Reddit research. I went on to uh, the Marlins Reddit thread and they were talking about Mattingly because I wanted to get a sense of how the fans felt about Mattingly. And two things stood out to me. One, he's a great clubhouse guy. He's a great manager in terms of culture and connecting with the players. Another thing that stood out to me was that a lot of fans didn't feel like the issues in Miami were his fault. It's more of an ownership thing. Gee, that sounds familiar. (laughs) And the other thing that stood out to me was bullpen management, and uh, they didn't get into the specifics of that. That's something that has frustrated you and I, especially that was one of the big reasons why we were frustrated with Joe Madden earlier this season was the bullpen management. So th- those are some things that stood out to me about Johnny Baseball. But w- what do you think about Mattingly as the manager? He's Donnie Baseball, so I think you got to give him a look. Mm-hmm. But initially, it feels like outside of that 60-game season, it feels like Don Mattingly wins with an ownership that's going to spend some money and he struggles with winning with an ownership that has a limited budget. Hmm. And so I think with the Angels this next season, we're still not sure what the offseason is going to look like in light of this potential sale. And so I don't know if he would be the right guy to come in and say, here's what's going to happen. Here's how we're going to be. Here's the team. It might be wise for the Angels to give them an interview, but maybe perhaps move on. I think they got to bring in somebody a bit young and maybe Mm -hmm. somebody who needs some experience because you want somebody like a Socia back in the year 99 when he first got hired or or 2000 when he got hired. Like Bring somebody in like that that has the potential to grow with your organization. I think Mattingly's great. I just don't know if he'd be a right fit for us. Hey, we had a great voicemail come in the day that the Angels were officially eliminated from playoff contention, which we all knew was coming but this uh, voicemail came in that day what a relief we're finally eliminated eight years in a row and we can look back at some of the greats that they surrounded mike trout with matt harvey junior guerra sledgers oh my god please hopefully the the club is sold within the next month and we can turn an ugly page on eight years of, I don't even think you can call it mediocrity. Ted and Dustin, can't wait to hear tomorrow. See ya. <laughs> Ted and Dustin, 
What a great voicemail. That was my Finally. favorite voicemail of all time. <laughs> Just like he's like, we surround Trout with Matt Harvey and Junior Guerra and Sledgers. And then he goes, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we all feel your pain, Ted. What a great, great call. And you're right. We need to surround Trout with some quality players, some quality guys, not guys that we go and get that have been DFA'd, not guys that we go and get that are – kind of mediocre mediocrely good right that or guys that good, were good like 10 right, years ago like they were yeah. good 10 years ago like that's why i love these young guys that are coming up that's why i love stefanik and soto we need to surround these guys with good guys but i, I just keep like you're right like matt Harvey, junior garrett sledgers like what that was a waste. great pull bro what a, what <laughs> that a, was a great pull <laughs> seriously man though what yeah. a waste of time that yep. like what are we doing this whole past in god's decade. name are we doing <laughs> yes seriously right. Right. Like I don't blame that can't I don't blame happen. Ted one bit. I think he speaks for all of us. Like yes. Like I don't even think you can call it mediocrity. Is what Ted said. That's hilarious because yep. it's worse than mediocrity. It's it's not even trying. <laughs> right. You can't make those decisions. Those are terrible decisions. And 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 Perry's got to correct that this this off season and make some really good moves. I think this is a pivotal off season for Perry to prove himself because he's going into year three and year three is when when you really start to put your fingerprints all over the organization that you're leading. And I think 2022 was a step in the right direction, especially the offseason. I know that Tapera and Loop and we traded Rysel and, and everything and Syndergaard, I know that those didn't really work out, like especially like with Loop. But yeah. you look at their track record, and they should have worked out. And and that's yeah. the way baseball is sometimes. But at right. least he, he worked to make the improvements, and he didn't get the junior Guerras of the world and the – Aaron Sledgers of the world. He went yeah. out and got guys who had good stats in the previous year. A proven year. track record. Yeah. 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 Hey, let's go to yeah. uh, this message. We got uh, we got a, actually a DM in our Instagram uh, from Anthony in Paris, and then he called us with this follow-up message. Hey, Super Halo Bros. How's it going? Anthony from Paris calling. A uh, quick little update. I gave you guys a message about a week or two ago uh, about getting eye surgery. Just letting you guys know I can see your pretty faces again. I just had a quick question for you guys. I feel like this is an interesting one. Maybe you guys can put in your two cents about it. If the double-A trash pandas were to face off against the Angels, who do you guys think would win? It's something that I've kind of been thinking about in the back of my head. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Anthony from Paris, thanks for giving us the update. We're glad that the eye surgery went well. And, uh, yeah, me and him were going back and forth on the GM. He was letting us know. And so, yes, he is one of uh, five people in this world, Mike, who thinks we have a pretty face. Actually, four people. Uh, our wives. Mom, and our mom, wives. And, and Anthony. I love that. I love that. I love I'm that. glad you can and see me. our face and again. Me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think you got a pretty face, Mike. Thank hey, you. Uh, so if, if the trash pandas and the Angels uh, were to face off, Yeah, who do you think would win? I don't know. That pitching staff for the Trash Pandas look like they would be pretty hard to hit. And so yeah. I think outside of uh, the top three, Ward, Otani, and Trout, I think the Trash Pandas have a great shot at beating the Angels, honestly, <laughs> because the, every other team that we've played, they've been if they get past those top three guys, it's an easy breeze through that lineup yeah. because that lineup has not been great all season long. Do the Angels get Soto or does the Trash Pandas, do they get I, I would say uh, as is. Soto. I would as say is. as is right, right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as is I right now. It. I think it'd be close, honestly. It sounds funny to say <laughs> that, but I think it'd be close. Those young guys, I have a lot of hope because I think that they're really yeah. going to bring some great energy and great culture to the Angels soon. Agreed. Hey, let's go to one last voicemail here. What's up, Halo Bros? This is David in San Mateo, California. One of the highlights of this season has been this podcast. I want to thank you for providing this place of belonging 
where we can connect with our fellow Angel fans. My only question regarding the offseason and next season is this. Will the Halo Brothers and this podcast return in 2023? Thank you. David and San Mateo, thanks for giving us a call. Thanks for the kind words. Yes, everyone, Locked On Angels listeners, Mike and I will be here through the offseason. And, of course, over the offseason, we do – uh, we, I think we go down to about three episodes a week rather than yep. five just because there's not as much happening. But anytime that there's news, you know that you can follow us at Locked on Angels on Twitter or at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And we're going to be all over the news during the offseason. we got some fun stuff planned for the offseason. And, of course, we'll be back for more in 2023, more good news, more suffering. Who knows what the future holds, but we know that we'll be here at Locked on Angels. Heck yeah, we'll be able to talk through spring training. We'll be able to talk through the beginning of the season because this season we started April 11th. I look back. We we weren't able to talk about the team to start, and so we'll be able to have all those conversations, and we're excited about that. Hey, Mike, as we continue our Monday mailbag, we got two questions that I thought were funny because they're kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, so they're good. <laughs> let, me start, let me start with this one from Instagram from fam underscore pon Lawith, uh, says, for some reason, I think that our starting rotation ain't that bad when hmm. comparing to other teams. On the other hand, good old Locked On Angels listener Ruben Rosas said, can Detmers, Suarez, and Sandoval be trusted next year? They sometimes give me Andrew Heaney vibes and that they have a lot of potential, but they make you nervous when they get in trouble. Heaney and his inconsistencies always frustrated me, hoping they don't follow the same path. So two fans, two Locked On Angels listeners, two Monday mailbag questions with kind of opposite ends of the yeah. uh, the spectrum there. What do you think, Mike? I feel confident in these three guys, and so I think that they can be trusted for next season. And mm. I think they're different than Andrew Haney just because I think that they have a different approach and they have better stuff. And I think mm-hmm. for for Andrew, he he was a good dude. He was a fourth. He was a fifth starter. I mm-hmm. think those three guys, Detmers, Suarez, and Sandoval, in a in a rotation without Otani are probably one, two, and three. And yeah. so I think that they can be trusted. And I think that they've shown that they can be trusted. And and we talked about Logan Gilbert a couple of times from the Mariners on this pod. And mm-hmm. he was given the chance to really kind of work it out last season. And this season, it's proven to be a really great idea to have him work it out last season. And so I think with those three guys, Detmers, Suarez, and Sandoval, they've worked it out. And I think that they can be trusted. I think we're going to really be excited about who they are in 2023. What do you think? At best, you got Reed Detmers throwing a no-hitter. You've got Patrick Sandoval getting a complete game. Jose Suarez has a complete game in his history. At worst, they're going to go five innings. And yeah. and that's what I think. Five innings, three runs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And with, with Heaney, it was so Jekyll and Hyde. One day, he's striking out 10 batters. The next day, he's giving up five home runs and three innings, Four right? Third, and, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. it was just so Jekyll and Hyde with yeah. Andrew Heaney. So as I've been watching these guys the, this season, I feel like they are to be trusted. And to your point, I think in a rotation without Otani, like I was saying, these guys are probably in over their head. And I think that's what happened with Andrew Heaney for the last few years. He pitched in a rotation that just lost Jared Weaver to the end of his contract. Garrett Richards went and got hurt. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else 
<laughs> there's just not that many great pitchers over the last few years. Yeah. And Andrew yeah. Heaney was like the one constant and one consistent pitcher. I think he had one season where he was out. That might have been 2015, 2016. But, but that's a lot of pressure on him. And I think that through his Angels tenure, he probably felt that pressure. Yeah, I think he proved that he is a middle-of-the-rotation guy when he went to the Dodgers and, and even with the Yankees, but with the Dodgers more when he's not the guy that everybody's waiting for, you have Walker Bueller and you have Clayton Kershaw, and then it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he's going to eat up some innings. He, that's who he is. I don't think Detmer yeah. Suarez and Sandoval are eating up innings, guys. I think that they're guys that are going to get victories for you. Mm-hmm. Johnny, speaking of pitching, King Panda 1 mm-hmm. talked about who you'd like to see in the rotation next year, and he mentions a guy that you've talked about pretty often, Aaron Nola. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm interested, are you still hyped? like hyped on Aaron Nola or do you have you have you tapered that at all or do you think that he could be somebody if if they actually I think they have to release him or they don't pick up the option or something but if he's available do you think we go get him yeah the Phillies have a team option for Aaron Nola so they would have to say no yeah to Nola and I'm not confident that that's going to happen I think the Phillies they would will will pick him up again the reason why I got so hyped on Aaron Nola was he was the best pitcher on my fantasy team and watching him (laughs) that's how you know his stats you know he has he didn't have the best record off the top of my head however it wasn't most of the time it wasn't his fault it was just a lack of run support for him Um, he also King Panda also mentions Carlos Rodon and that would be an interesting option as well and then he even mentioned some shortstop and outfield options of course Correa Dansby Swanson Michael Brantley in the outfield Jock Peterson possibly so I think you and I Mike agree that it would be great to see a solid shortstop and probably somebody in the outfield to pick up that that left field spot because that has been such a a hole for us over the years and then Justin Upton came in looked really good in his first year and then really fell off after that and I think the Angels really need to sign somebody to be reliable in the outfield, uh, like a like a Jock Peterson or Michael Brantley. I think sure. I would feel comfortable with Jock. Maybe you know it might not be a bad option. I, mean, I know Michael Brantley's a little bit older. We've mentioned him several times before. Um, but what do you think about King Panda's? Uh, uh, options here in terms of guys to get after the offseason. Yeah, Brantley feels like that guy. Um, I'm going to put Brantley in the Junior Guerra, Matt Harvey category. Like he really? was good. Yeah, just because he was good a while ago. And I just. No, I don't, uh, he's been consistent, no. man. Has he? No, I, I just. There's something about him that makes me go, I feel like I feel like he would fall apart or he would break down once we would He's been him. hurt this season with yeah. the Astros, but but no, I mean, he's a, he's a 280, 300 hitter, like the last 10 years it's insane. I just don't want to frustrate Ted and Tustin anymore because that guy <laughs> he just seems so mad I like Jock Peterson I think that that would actually be a great move he's not a high average guy but he does walk and he does hit for power and he plays yeah. a good outfield so I think that that would be a great benefit with Trout and with Ward out in the outfield together hey this is a great question from John Mark Mark Markadent 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 <laughs> he messaged us on uh <laughs> On Instagram, it's a great last name. I wish yeah. I could say it right. Uh, is Renhifo getting hot bad for the Angels? And what I mean by that mm. is, once Anthony Rendon comes back, what are the odds management doesn't go out and sign a big time shortstop or keeps Renhifo at second and Fletch at shortstop? So, what do you think about that? Is Renhifo and the way he's heated up over the last two months is that a bad thing going into the off season? Here's the reality: he's cheap, and and if he if this <laughs> is who he is then I could see Perry going, let's go with Fletch, Rendon, and Renjifo, uh in in the middle of the infield and on the left side of the infield. My my gut tells me 
they're not going to go get a good shortstop. It's going to be mm. Renhifo or Fletch because mm. financially they're going to try to keep Otani and they're probably going to try to get another pitcher and maybe go get an outfielder. And so mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to go after like a Swanson or, or, or a Turner. I think they're mm. actually going to see Renhifo and what he actually can do. And he's 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 proven his worth. And if this is who he is, if he's Eric Ibar but with a little bit more power, then yeah, it'd be great to have him out there. And if Anthony mm. Rendon can hit, then I don't think that you're gonna feel you're gonna feel the hole at short. And so I think they're gonna they're gonna stick. And I think it's gonna be first a financial decision, and then second mm. because I think they're really gonna expect Anthony Rendon to be who he can be and be that guy in the next season. You know, watching Trout get his 37th home run. And knowing that Anthony Rendon was pretty clutch at the beginning of the season, it just makes me so frustrated to know that when they're out for any period of time in the season, there's nobody to take their spot. Yeah. There's absolutely no one. Yeah. And that's why it does scare me that they won't make a decision in the infield for another player because I want to see Fletcher step into the role of somebody who gets hurt. I want to see Renhifo step in at third when Anthony Rendon gets hurt. Not that they shouldn't get everyday playing time. Maybe they're taking time at second base or whatever. But we just we don't have any depth. And yeah. when one guy gets hurt, then it's a huge hole in the lineup. Sure. And we're right back to where we started again. So sure. I, I share John's uh, fear going into the offseason about Renhifo. I hope that the Angels will make the right choice. Or, like you said, consider the fact that they're saving money on the infield with Renhifo and spend that money elsewhere, like with pitching or the bullpen, or the outfield. Hey, we got a fun question here. The Goats of MLB underscore Angels says, if you could hang out with any Angels player, who would you choose and what would you do? What do you, what would you pick, Mike? John, I would hang out with Tim Salmon. I know he's not on the roster right now. but <laughs> Come on! It's Timmy Salmon, right? I got to hang out with that guy, and I would just... I would just uh, I don't know what I would do. I, I, we'd go to lunch, and I'd ask a ton of questions to Tim. If it was going to be a guy on the roster... It would be Shohei Otani. I would want to hang out nice. with that guy because this guy is the most humble guy in the entire world, and and I would love to know all about him and how he got started and probably ask him all sorts of questions that are non-baseball related, like what video games do you play and uh, and, and all of that stuff. The Who would you hang out with? Obviously. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Who would you hang out with? I'm taking Jared Walsh, man. I'm hanging out with Walshy, uh, and we're going to go to a baseball game because I just want to sit and chat with that guy and yeah. crack jokes and laugh at stuff and people around us in the in the in the stands. He so, was great on it, the on the broadcast a couple of days <laughs> ago. What commentary? He? Yeah, <laughs> he was fantastic. Let's get him back on. What a talent! <laughs> what a talent! <laughs> All right, let's let's see what we got here. Uh, another question from uh, BTC five two five said, "What food isn't at the Big A that should be there, Johnny?" Ooh, you know what we're missing, Mike? We're missing the 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 trash wrap did you see the trash pandas post that at their no. stadium it's like the most disgusting thing it's like a hot dog in a wrap with like chili and cheese and chips and all kinds of like oh gar- oh, the garbage wrap it's called the garbage wrap I okay think. okay and uh and so and then the the rangers have the boomstick which is like yes. a huge hot dog yep. the angels don't have like the thing a ridiculous yes gross thing that nobody should eat but you do it because you're at the ballpark <laughs> and you want to say that you had one yeah like the chili cheese mile high cheetos 
Frito surprise. You know what I mean? (laughs) The heart attack attack hot dog. You know what I mean? The Angels don't have something like... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Lock It On Angels listeners, but I don't think the Angels have anything like that that. other than like helmet nachos, which is not very like over the top. We need an over the top, ridiculous food item that we can regret the next day. That's that's what I think is missing from the Big A. What do you think? we We need a Dodger dog like... That's kind like of equivalent. like equivalent, right? Yeah, we need something that you're like, oh, I gotta go and get a Dodger dog because you know it's regular. It's just like a regular an iconic, hot dog that's large. We need an iconic yeah. thing. I don't, I don't, can't think of the iconic thing at Angel Stadium right now. You know, helmet nachos is great, and then you get the plain ice cream because you're Corey. But like, I, Corey I can't Matthews think of the, yeah, I can't think of the, the thing that would be like, you gotta go and you gotta have this. So we need the thing, all right? So somebody's got to come up with the thing. <laughs> That would be some good content over the uh, the off season. I like that. Oh heck yeah! Last question here is from Aki Nikki. We always appreciate your questions. But he's got another one. What is your dream off season? Mm. That one I want to spend a lot of time on. Yeah. So, Mike, I think that you and I would would benefit from spending some time yep. thinking about our dream off season. Not just players, not just management, but even to the extent of. Who buys the team? Right. When do they buy That's the team? That's immediately where what I What happens yeah. at the winter meetings? Yep. You know, that sort of thing. So yep. I would like to dream and imagine a little bit more and have that be a full episode. So, Eggy Necky, we will definitely address this on a future episode. But thank you for everybody who wrote in and submitted questions and for the voicemails. We really appreciate you guys making Mailbag Monday our favorite day of the week. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB Podcast with Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Soli. He brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team and shares some of the biggest stories from around the league. You can follow this number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and, of course, at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. You can connect with Mike and I there. And, of course, don't forget to jump in to the 2022 player roster survey. Grade each member of the Angels. Like I said, we've got about 75 respondents, and we're going to keep running that through the end of the regular season. But, Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? John read an interesting article about why it might be hard for Otani to get the raise that he deserves hmm. from the Angels in arbitration. So we're going to hmm. talk a little bit about that and all the details in arbitration. If the Angels don't lock him up for, like, a long-term deal, why he may not get what he deserves in arbitration is an interesting conversation, and we'll have that tomorrow on Locked On Angels. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Angels. We appreciate you tuning in. Until tomorrow's show, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow for more Locked On Angels.